You're listening to Hear What Happened, a podcast where we go deep on the latest episode of The Real Housewives. I'm your host, Rebecca Reichart, and today we're recapping the first episode of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Season 7. Here today to dig deep with me on our very first episode is my friend Alicia. Alicia and I have known each other since 6th grade, but we haven't talked much in the past 8 years. But our mutual love of the housewives brought us back together, and I couldn't think of anyone better to join me on my very first show. Welcome, Alicia. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Oh, I'm so excited you're here. Um, We'll see how this goes. It's our first episode, so let's get going. Um, So, the Real Housewives are back, and it's Beverly Hills. How do you feel about that? Happy to have Beverly Hills back. Sad to have Yolanda not with us. Rip, Um, Yes. I guess Rip is, like, too far because of the Lyme disease situation, but yeah, I'm sad about Yolanda. In general, where does Beverly Hills rank kind of on your list of seasons or, or, or cities, franchises? You know, it's hard to say. I think I think OC is always my number one just mm. because that was the first one I watched. Yeah, I remember when we were maybe, like, 19 or 20 and you were yes. like, do you watch this? And I was yes. like, yes, I do. It's so good. But I've kind of fallen off the OC wagon. I'm and not I, loving it. Well, they're much. not as aspirational. So Beverly Hills, for me, is probably my favorite because I think it is the most iconic of what the, ha- the franchise set out to be. It's mm-hmm. the richest people, the most surgery, the most the celebrity adjacent. You've got, like, the Camille Grammers and the Eileen Davidsons and Lisa Renna. It's in California. Um, so it's my favorite. Mm-hmm. I, I almost put... It's always it's kind of hard for me to have a favorite. Yeah, they each have a little special That's, piece yeah. in my heart. But Beverly Hills, for me, is so exciting. I think my favorite housewife, obviously, is Camille Grammer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she will be on the season, although we didn't see her in the teaser. But I'm really excited. Um, so this season, like you said, we don't have Yolanda with us, which is sad. Um, and I don't think she'll come back. I was holding out hope that she might... There were rumors of her going to New York. I'm not sure. I think that would be amazing. I would love her to be the first cross, full crossover housewife. I would, at least appearances, maybe. So I recently um, saw Andy Cohen this week. I went to a mm-hmm. book signing and stalked him and made him sign everything that I had. <laughs> but I was reading, like, he was doing a little Q&A before, and someone asked him about, um, like, what his ultimate housewives, like, if everyone was on an island, who would be there. And I thought that once it jumps the shark, that is the show I want to see. Like, yes. Survivor with, like, he picked Bethany... Vanderpump. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think Nene. Uh oh. This is gonna be a this is gonna be a ten and Adriana. A lot of personalities on <laughs> yeah. this island. Well, I don't know if they're all gonna come off the island alive. I, I don't think so. <laughs> but I think that that would be amazing and maybe the next franchise in the season in the series. Like a real world road rules kind of cross. Yeah. Kinda. Like a celebrity apprentice, which we'll talk about later. Just of the housewives where it's not for charity and there's not really any tasks. They just kind of interact. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad you're here. Beverly Hills is back. Let's talk about the taglines because let's just get right into it. Definitely. The taglines for me is really, just like I think Beverly Hills is the most iconic of like what it means to be a housewife, I feel like the taglines are so... Like, they make or break the season. Mm-hmm. So, let's figure out if we think that the season is going to be good based on the taglines. So, let's start with Vanderpump. The crown is heavy, darlings, so just leave it where it belongs. How do you feel about that? She, got, um, I know you've got notes. 
I'm interested to see what where Vanderpump will lie in this season. I'm. I have heard, so I, I am, you know, a big rumor mill type of person, and I had heard after last season, Vanderpump did not want to come back because she cares so much about her really? image, and, you know, she, she obviously doesn't need the money, she has, like, five restaurants, and she's right. got Vanderpump rules, and she didn't like the way she was portrayed last season, so I feel like this season, they're really trying to, I think her edit will be favorable, because that's part mm-hmm. of the deal to come back, but I do think without... Lisa Vanderpump, there is no Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I think, to borrow from New York, where Sonia Morgan is the straw that stirs the drink, I think Lisa Vanderpump is, you know, stirring that cauldron of um, drama. I think Lisa is the anchor, as much as as tense as things might be with her sometimes, I think she is the anchor, and we kind of do need her right. to be there. Same with Kyle. Yes. Like, without Kyle, it's not Beverly Hills. But hers, let, let's look at her next tagline. I'm an expert on luxury, and I can always spot a fake. I loved that one. Um, I was excited that she didn't use Beverly Hills. I know, but that just feels wrong. True. I, I don't know. I, I think new haircut, new style tagline. Yeah, but it wasn't to... broken. Why fix it? True. Good point. I was, also, I was impressed by her. She, she looks great, mm-hmm. and... In the intro, just to go back to Vanderpump, the dress that she's wearing looks like it's from David's Bridal. I have it in my closet <laughs> when I was in a wedding. So I just want to put that out there that we can all look like Lisa Vanderpump by shopping at David's Bridal. Okay, next is Eileen, who I think is my one of my favorite housewives because she's just actually classy, unlike a lot of them. Um, I speak no evil, but I see and hear everything. I liked that one, too. I, ha- I have to say... I'm going to like all of them, except for You're her. very positive. Uh, these are my favorite taglines of any season That's I, so crazy, far. I think. Only because... <laughs> so, just for our audience, we're sitting in my personal clubhouse, and Alicia can attest my my living room, where we our podcasting studio is Real Housewives-themed, so it's pink, and it looks like Lisa Vanderpump threw up, and I have a Housewives tagline wall, and none of these would I ever put up there. I guess overall... It's my favorite overall because a lot of them can be So there's no stinkers in it, okay. Yeah, I think, well, there's one stinker. We'll get to her when she comes up. But a lot of them, there's too much cheese. There's too many kind of oddball ones. These are kind of, maybe they're just kind of tame and boring, but they're they're better than some. They're not trying too hard, which I like. Perhaps, yeah. Yes. Um, also, I, I did do some research on some tag, like how the tag, come up with the taglines. Mm. Um, oh, yes. Because I... A mystery. It's a mystery that everyone... So, it's the women and the producers come up with them. They come, they shoot, like, a couple different takes, and they record a couple different ones, mm. and then they kind of figure out, like, where it goes within the season. But it's not na- as natural. Like, I, if you've ever watched the first episode of The O.C., and you go back and you see oh. what the taglines are, and they're clearly just, like... Oh, they're just snippets. Yeah, they're soundbites. So that part of me, like, I know this show is fake. I know there are producers. I know they're like, how should we, you know, stir the pot between these people? But, like, I like to pretend that that's not there. So knowing that these taglines were not coming up by the the women themselves is a little tough for me. Sorry to the (coughs) times of listeners. See, for some reason, I always thought that someone wrote the taglines for them. And either had a great time making the women say them when they were bad ones, or because some of them were some of them are too good. 
No, yeah. but, no offense no, to some of them ladies. are thinking like, I don't I'm think surprised. you got the brains for that tagline. Yeah, I'm you're a not quite too so witty. Yeah, with the wit. I'm a little too impressed with the wit. So um, that part I was always okay with that being the produced part. Okay. If it is. But I'm shocked to hear that they have input. Oh. To be honest. <laughs> One day when the seasons are off, we can do just a whole like breakdown of production because that's fascinating to me. Okay, let's go into Lisa Renna. My advice to you, don't hustle the hustler. I guess that one's a little much for me. I think that... But she is and I think it would have been better when Lisa Renna started and she was still talking about her Depends yes. commercial and she would do anything for a buck and like she was kind of owning it and she wasn't getting a Maserati. Like I thought that was great but now I'm kind of like you're past being a hustler like you you're, you've you evolved past that and I don't necessarily think... I don't think anyone's trying to hustle you either. I think they're... They're you're trying right. to sniper you off the show. But, um, I, you're right. I think that would have been a good season one, Rena. Yeah, not now. She's trying to like rebrand herself right. back to her original brand, which mm-hmm. I didn't like. Okay, Erica Girardi. I may be two people, but I'm not two-faced. I like that. It's my favorite yes, of the taglines. That's lines. a solid one. Um, Erica Girardi is my favorite Real Housewife of Beverly Hills right now. Me too. Love her hair. It just looks like magic. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. She's a breakout star. Yeah, just uh, so great. Okay, and the last one is Dorit Kemsley, our new housewife, who we will get to talking about. Um, when you travel the world, you can speak in any accent you want. Hate this one. The reason I hate this one is because Dorit is from um, where I live in Connecticut, and I grew up here, and she grew up not too far from where Alicia and I grew up, and I don't know if the listeners can tell, we do not... Have accents. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I mean... Even we have, when we travel. Yeah, we've we traveled. We've been places. Still, still, still like this. Yeah. So I just feel like Dory... And let's get right into the episode. I just want to... Disclaimer, I'm probably going to pronounce her name wrong. Is it uh, Dory in, like, French, like a, you know, a silent I-T? Or is it, like, Dorit? I think it's Dorit. Dorit. So and I'm going to have trouble remembering that. I know. She needs a nickname really fast. Okay, so like, let's get into the episode. So it kind of starts, and Lisa is calling Kyle, and Kyle's wearing her Birkenstocks, mm-hmm. which I actually thought were kind of cute. Cold. Also, let's talk about Kyle. So when they were showing her ankles, they look like regular people ankles. And then later <laughs> on in the episode, we were remarking that from the side, she looks like a regular person. She does. I think she looks good this year. She's, um, she's maintaining, but not getting too plastic. Yeah, she's aging with grace, right. even though you know she's got some assistance that's beyond just, um, you know, staying out of the sun. Yes, which tends to be hard with the housewives in general. Yeah, I also feel like you can tell she just had recently gotten fillers, but they look mm. good. Like, it doesn't look like... A lot of times they get it and it's, like, shiny on the top. Mm, Do you know what I'm talking about? And, like, I don't know, they just overpuff their face and the lighting guy hasn't figured it out, right? <laughs> I don't know, but she doesn't look like that, so that's great. And here I thought it was always just, like, acid peels and some I don't really know, good abrasion, but it's fillers, spoiler alert. Yeah, no, fillers is terrifying to me. So, she's on the phone, talks to, to Lisa, and they're saying, oh, I'm going to be on Celebrity Apprentice. Let's talk about when does that come out? I think it's February, I might have seen. So, dear listeners, I secretly have watched, like, every season of Celebrity Apprentice, and I don't want to get into politics, but now that the Donald's gone and Arnold's going to be on, I have a lot of mixed feelings about how that's going to go. But I will be watching, for Boy George, 
Oh, boy and George. That's and how they know each other. Oh, She's like, oh, yes, okay. my friend Boy George, who I got to know okay. well when I was on Celebrity Apprentice. All tying together now. Yes. Okay. So that's how Dory is coming in, and she's okay. friends with Lisa. Okay. Um, and I think that, first of all, Boy George, like, is, he's like, I guess, remember when Meatloaf was on Celebrity Apprentice? Maybe you didn't watch it. Yes, I did. But, like, he's kind of a sad character. Is, like, Boy George relevant anymore? Well, my... First note with seeing Boy George, I guess, so prevalent in the season is, is he homeless? Why is he living with Doreen? Where's yes. his house? I don't, what's going and on? And they talk about later in the episode that he's doing, like, an autograph signing, and it's, like, $500 an autograph. I'm like, can't what? you put yourself... First of all, who is paying $500 for an autograph? For because autograph. I have many autographs in my home, because I... And part of the celebrity worship culture, which is awful. But I'm not paid for one of them. Like, and there's no. not, I cannot name you one person I would pay one dollar for their signature. I can't. Yeah, I don't think I, I could either. Unless yeah. it's attached to their book, I'm not, yeah. not paying for it. So, I just am confused about that situation. But yes, mm-hmm. is he homeless? We'll find out, I guess. I don't know. Okay, so, then we, we kind of shoot to Tom and Erica. Who I think had the most interesting marriage in Housewives history because it's so what you would think like the, you know, elderly <laughs> husband and the young plasticky wife and, but they seem to be getting along and it's just very confusing I'm, for me. I'm very torn on their relationship because last year she came in strong and she said, I don't care what anyone thinks about my relationship. And... She seems like a person who could easily be in love with a man who's significantly older but than her. But she is, like, but part of her amour, like, you know, zero, zero, zero. So Tom is the Aaron Brockovich lawyer. Yes. So, like... He's got a couple dollars. Spoiler to alert, not poor. Right. Like, she, as she says, I've been broke and I've been rich and being broke sucks. <laughs> I... I think I just like Erica too much to. I know I want to think good things about her. A gold digger in my my mind about her, so yeah. I'm so I'm torn on what I think of. Right, but I think think Tom's loving it. So it's Erica's birthday, and that's that's, true. The episode is about Erica's birthday, Mm -hmm. and Tom gets her a Chagall painting that's apparently like a million dollars, and I looked at it and was like. That looks like you could buy it at HomeGoods. Very, very famous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not like on sale at HomeGoods, but like available Full at HomeGoods. Full, Full price. price HomeGoods painting. <laughs> yeah. And for himself. And then he gives her like a manila envelope. And she's like, is this a legal doc? And I was so hoping that he was going to like retro, like prenup her, postnup. Is that a thing? I was just hoping for some legal, or like giving her the prenup and letting her rip it up. I thought that was going to be awesome. But un- instead, whoever his jeweler is is not fast enough. Like you're telling me these people aren't rich enough that they can get that ring on time for her birthday. Exactly. And I'm surprised that he didn't think of it sooner. Well, he's got the dementia. He's, he's, old. Got, he's got a couple cases going, I'm sure. Yeah. But, but about that ring. Yes. I could not want to own something less. And <laughs> she owns two panther rings. I know. I don't know what's going on. For my 45th birthday, I want almost anything else in the world. Yes. Yes. I... First of all, Cartier makes that. Like, that's just shocking to me. Yes. Like, 
I always think of Cartier as a little more refined. Yes. And Panthers, like, not really within their wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Also, it looks like on Scooby-Doo when there's sort of, like, a ring where the eyes glow and yes. it's like, you know, the big bad boss has it and, you know, it turns out to be something different. That's what that ring looks like. So I yes. agree that I personally would not want to own it. And it's, you know, $75,000. You can do a lot with that. Even if, like, you can get a new car, like, there's just such better things. Yeah. I don't know why. Even for Erica Jane, for some reason, I don't think Panther, I, I don't know what kind of ring I would put on her, but I guess Panther or Cartier ring is not my first choice. Yeah. Also, why doesn't she just buy it if she wants it? Like, why was her eye on it? I was true. a little confused. I would really like to know, like, what are these people's day-to-day budgets and how do their finances work? Yes. You know what I mean? Like, when you have everything and you can just buy whatever you want, like, how do, how do gifts actually work? That's a great question. And where at what point do you stop yourself? Are you right. really on the fence for, I don't know. Like, what is the or, no limit? Yeah. Like, mine is bank account empty. Like, very <laughs> easy. Yeah. Like, no limit. But these people, I just, I, it, that was confusing. High stakes. So, anyway, I love Erica Jane. Hate her ring, love her house, love Pasadena. We were talking about, like, is Pasadena cool? Also, like, a side note, I was recently in L.A., and, um, like, how are these people driving to each other's houses? Everything is so far away. Yeah. This show is, like, if you were shooting Real Housewives of New York, and there are people living in Westchester and New Jersey and Connecticut, like, right. it is uh, insane. That's, that's, I think I don't understand the geography enough of, L.A., Beverly Hills, Pasadena, that whole area. Yeah, we'll do an um, episode. I think we should do an episode where we get a map yes. and we just, like, map this out. That's, like, yes. how far is Eileen's house from this? She's out in Malibu. Mal- and Malibu, I know Malibu is really far yeah. just from L.A. in general. Yeah, so. so, like, this is very confusing for all of us. Yes. We... So they must have very carefully plotted production schedules that we just... Right. And actually, this might... This probably solves the mystery of why they always show up in limos everywhere, because they all yeah, have to get together yeah. for the two-and-a-half-hour drive. Exactly. Yeah, they're not they're not getting, like, five limos <laughs> to go for, like, five hours. Okay. Then, so now, we're going to dinner at Pump, mm-hmm. and it's Lisa Vanderpump and Ken, who, like, is just, like, an old teddy bear. We've got <laughs> Dory and her husband, and Kyle and Mauricio. All there. So this is where we get to meet Dory in her accent. Mm-hmm. And I want to say, like, it's very Lilo-esque, person of the world. Yes. Um, and it really bugs me that I can't like her because her hair is so good. And she's I think she's so pretty. She's beautiful. And I want to like hair, her. Yeah. She has a four-month-old child, which is confusing to me because her body is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think her husband seems like a seedy... Like, older, not, like, a seedy older man. Tom Girardi, I don't get seedy from. Mm-hmm. This guy, I, I don't know, PK. I, I still don't understand what they do for a living. So I think, I, I, I mean, I think that they are on the show to keep them, to make a brand for themselves. I've never mm-hmm. seen anyone come on, and we were talking about this earlier, so quickly and, like, ready to be on the show. A lot of times, mm-hmm. the new wife gets brought in, and she's, you know, a little timid, and she doesn't know how it's going to work. Dorit, right away. That's an excellent... I hadn't even thought about that, but you're right. It's usually at least a few seasons in, and it's right. sort of a soft launch into them. Yes. So, um, Eden up. Sassoon 
was not on tonight, but she will be on. Vidal oh. Sassoon's daughter is going to be I don't housewife think I that. this season, but she hasn't been introduced yet. Oh, see, now that's yeah, yeah. that's usually it. In, yeah, in your and you're not even in the opening until like um, last season mm-hmm. was it Catherine Edwards? Yeah, she wasn't until she was introduced. Oh. She was not in the opening. Also, let's just you know pour one out for Catherine because I I know you were not a fan. I will keep my cup <laughs> in my hand. <laughs> I liked her. Good First of all, I thought Dottie was so hot. Top five worst housewives. Who? Five might be generous. <laughs> Who's worse than her? Um, Cindy Barshop. Yeah, she she follows me on Instagram. Pretty That's rough. how lame she is. <laughs> <laughs> I have probably like a hundred Instagram followers, and Cindy Barshop. <laughs> not 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 even like she liked my when I posted my tagline wall because she's oh, on Cindy there. Boy. She has a good one. Yeah. I'm looking, yeah, I'm, she, was, she just didn't fit. She didn't fit. Yeah, no, she was not. Different. I didn't think Catherine fit. I didn't. I didn't like her. Catherine. I thought was she's not like a, a girl's girl. She's like not the one all. at the gym, and mm-hmm. you know she's got the football player husband, and she's very. She is very not dramatic in a way that causes drama. That in that she's like, I don't get what the big deal is. Like, let's just talk about this. But it's not the finesse drama of the housewife. <laughs> but I did kind of like her because I I really. Like, so there's a couple things in the world I'm obsessed with. Scientology. Mm-hmm. If we could just get a Scientologist on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, that yeah. is, like, the peak casting decision. But, um, so I'm really into that, and I'm also really into OJ, because I just... Absolutely. Who isn't? Um, a lot of, as an aside on that, a lot of related... OJ That's why Catherine, crew. I think she would have, if she could have, there could have been so much there. Well, Faye Resnick hasn't made it on, and but she's off. I don't like Faye Resnick. I don't like her either. There's, like, not really... But I almost... She, I feel like she fits a little bit better because she has that style of drama stirring yeah. and, and... And she's got the beef with Vanderpump. Yeah. yeah, so I think she fits better if we had to choose one. Yeah. But we don't. We don't. Yeah, so... We've got Dorit. Now. now we've got Dorit, who her husband, PK, is... So you're talking about what do they do for work? Allegedly, he manages Boy George, which... So that cannot be profitable. Okay. Like, let's talk <laughs> about that. That is not a money-making venture. Again, 10% yeah. of $500 autograph, and, like, come work at my job. I think we could pay better, and we don't pay that great. Does Boy <laughs> George have a hat line? Because I think that might that be... That is the ticket... The route that they need to go. If he doesn't know... <laughs> It's well, out so, there. It's out there. You better copyright that. Okay, so they're all eating lunch, and then they're remarking on her accent, which mm-hmm. I thought was interesting because Ken and Lisa are obviously British, and then Kyle yes. is just, like, not having any of it. She's like, no, like, stop pretending that you think you don't sound British. But what I found about Dorit was, like, in addition to her accent, it felt like, you know, when you're in, like, fifth grade and doing the play, or, like, doing a skit. You're not even mm-hmm. doing the play. You're doing a skit in the front of class. And she just seems like she's got a lot of airs about her. Like, she's acting all the time, and mm-hmm. she can't even figure out what her accent is, so... Yeah. I sniff a phony there. She does seem... She has a couple warning signs of being a phony. And she just seems like she is ready to bring it this season, and whatever... Like, she needs mm-hmm. the, the Housewives paycheck, and whatever it's gonna take to keep getting it... Yes. She's gonna she put that drama that. out there. That's how I feel. Yeah, she And if she that. comes out... Like, one of my favorite things about Housewives in general is... I always love the first season. So Beverly Hills is a great example. First season of Beverly Hills, mm-hmm. you had Camille going through the divorce with Kelsey. Amazing. Amazing. And she was awful. Yes. 
hated Camille first yeah. season. So then the second season, they all react. Mm-hmm. So everything's out there. It's in Us Weekly, blah, blah, blah. They're slayed on Twitter. They have to answer Andy in the clubhouse. The next right. season, everyone changes their behavior. Yes. Because they want the good edit. And I love seeing the juxtaposition between what you naturally put out there and then the character that you create yourself and which niche you want to kind of go into. Yes. I feel like there's none of that with Dorit. Like, we didn't get the first... Like, this is a post-first... Like, this is a second-season character. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And that's why I don't like her, because I like to analyze, like, that in-between. Whether it happens this season or if she makes it into a second season, the truth always comes out, though. Yeah. Especially... Well, when they're broke and, like, they're living with Boy George in the box. Like, that's (laughs) what's... When they have to move to the valley with Brandy Glanville, like, that's... That's right. That's going to her, pers- her true personality will come out. Just I'm just not sure when. Yes. Okay. So then, um, then we have Lisa Lisa Rinna and her new car with Harry. I don't think that's their house. Or was there ori- or was the first house not their house? But they like filmed like they actually tried to live there, or maybe they got a new house. Like, we need an intern need, to like yeah. look this stuff up for us. Um, I I can't use one of my real place of work, but. Um, yeah, and Lisa talks a lot about, like, her father having passed, and so Lisa Renna is really kind of setting up the, like, I'm, I'm new, I'm different, Mm -hmm. like, I've gone through a lot, I know it's important now, and I kind of, this is why I don't like that, because I didn't think Lisa Renna was wrong in the Lisa Vanderpump versus Renna and Eileen fight. I actually agreed with Eileen and Renna. I, yeah, I didn't think that they were wrong, I think that Renna didn't go about it maybe the best way. Well, she's Lisa Rinna, so... Right, so, and especially when you're dealing with Vanderpump, you have to... Right. Even if you do it the right way, it's not necessarily uh, gonna be successful. So, Rinna was a little too aggressive, I think, and it didn't work out in her favor. I think Eileen um, was a little more calm and quiet about it, but but still, I think they were right overall. I think Rinna was being shady. Um, or, I'm sorry, I think Vanderpump was being shady. She was stirring that drink. Right. So, it just didn't work out in the other two ladies' favor. And also, to be honest with you, I forgot about it. So, I think they should too, and let's move on. Right, right. I think I'm a little worried about... So, if this is still being brought up this season, last season, I think, like, critic. It, within the Housewives community, people did not love the last season of Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. Although I will say, so when you watch it week to week, it's different. I recently, to get ready for this season, I binged the whole thing over a weekend. It's actually pretty good. It mm-hmm. just doesn't move as quickly. But they do. that was like such a big piece of drama. And to have to be bringing it back into this season, I feel like... Yes. Is there nothing going to happen this season? And that's mm-hmm. that, I what think, we've got. I think that it was just way too much time spent on... The whole Munchausen is Yolanda sick issue, and then mm-hmm. this whole who's right, who's wrong, yeah. who said what. I wish we would just leave it. I hope we do kind of leave it and, and move yeah, on. So and just get up, get a new drama. Exactly, but I think it's going to be hard. So we go into we see Lisa. Then the next scene is it's Eileen, it's mm-hmm. Kyle, and Erica at lunch, all looking amazing. Yes, let's talk about Eileen's new <laughs> beautiful hair. Amazing. Last season, Eileen's hair was not good. 
too many different colors. And, like, not blended correctly. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like if we were to dye your hair or my hair right now, we could get a similar look, like, with a bottle of, like, Clairol. Yes. Like, that's the way I felt about it. And I wanted to be, like, you are so rich. You have been in The Young and Restless for so long. And you're the highest paid housewife. Get an excellent stylist. Yeah. Gonna, maybe she liked it. I don't know. She, oh, let's also talk about how Eileen is the oldest of these broads. Who does not look the oldest No, she's 57 years old, and she looks awesome. She looks Just better than I do, and I'm like 29. She has, she somehow figured out how to, obviously she had to have had something done, I don't know how. At the right time. She did it at the right time, the right amount, so I guess if we have to give her a pass, at least her face still looks intact, and her hair, she can fix that. She did. Yeah, she's aged gracefully, and the hair is like, you could do that any week, but... Yeah, so they go to lunch, and they kind of bring it up, and so they're setting the stage, like, Mm -hmm. where is everyone with Lisa Vanderpump? And I think Eileen is like, I'm willing to forgive her. And I want to be like, if anything, she was the rudest to you when she was like, when did you start having an affair? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God, I forgot about all that. Yeah, she was. And she, and, and Vanderpump has no apologies ever. No, that is my thing. Vanderpump could hit your dog with a car and would not apologize. Right, and then you can spill water on her dog, and it's... It's you know, like you are the, the, the apocalypse. Like, yeah. you could mess up Jiggy's little collar. Also, she got a new dog who is fat and I don't like. I think that she should just stop managing restaurants, and she needs to open a shelter or just... Like an animal sanctuary? Yeah, an an, that's perfect. An animal sanctuary and just whatever... At Villa Rosa, is that the name of her home? Yes. The swans? Off, like, the swans, not oh dogs. Oh my gosh, yeah. Which I wonder if they're going to make an appearance. Hanky. Oh, yes. Thank you. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so, okay. Then we go to what happens next? Oh, then we have to read, like, sitting and talking about how they moved from New York. It just seems very fly by the seat of the, of the night. Like, it just seems like a fly by night operation, Dory. Yeah. Like, she's like, we just moved to Beverly Hills like a year ago. It feels very Taylor and Russell. Oh, no. Like, I don't want to, you know, yes. I will say, though. I've recently watched all of The Housewives because it's my favorite thing when I'm stressed and I'm stressed a lot. I I work a lot. Um, And Taylor Armstrong, so underrated. Her breakdown in season, was that season two or three? I think it was season three. I think it was three. After, you know, her husband, which is horrible after he um, took his own life. Her breakdown, though, was so real and raw and just like unhinging and a little uncomfortable to watch and and when their marriage was going south and they're in um like Colorado and she's crying in the hot tub and you can see that they're actually genuinely friends with her and Camille's like he beats you like it was just so you know the facade is falling and I think maybe Dorit like we could get that out of her and that's my highest hope for her I don't want that's it. I don't want anyone committing suicide. I don't. I don't like. Right. I don't wish any of that. But and I don't even want her to break down. But I want the facade to come down because that is, you know, like the reverse order of creating your own character. Mm-hmm. And after your first season, maybe we can get her first season next season. I think. I think that it will because to be successful, you have to have this facade mm-hmm. fall if you start with it. Or right. Well, it was interesting because. Uh, Andy was talking about, just like me and Andy, who are just so close, but, um, he was talking about how, what makes a good housewife, and he actually thinks Camille is not a great housewife, because she's not really willing to go there anymore, mm-hmm. um, which, as much as I love Camille, I would agree with in her, like, post, post Camille is very different than the first season, when she was just willing to be like, I'm insecure, and you're being mean 
you're it's your problem. I think I think that's why people like Camille and then um, I think Bethany might have had a couple uh, cameos back in between her being a housewife. I can't remember, or maybe it was Nini. Uh. Um, but every time, whenever an old housewife becomes a friend and just pops in, I think that Luann's is Luann's really, best season was when she was a friend. It was when she didn't have her apple. That's right. And so it's... And she I was think, more just raw and regular. Right. I think it's when you get to be the friend, you kind of play by your own rules a little bit more and we get the best of either your drama or your best you and that makes us like them more. But if we got them all the time, we might not. Like, Luann, she was great when she was... Sprinkled in, but she's a monster. She uh, when she's full when time. New York comes back, we're Can't gonna just. I I wish that I was going to Miami for New Year's and just booking in one of those hotels. Is that where they're getting married? They're getting married. Uh, it's in Florida. It might be like Sanibel Island, but it, it's in Florida. Oh, okay. It's affordable to us because on their wedding website, and this is so sick that I've been there, but they have. Oh, people were RSVPing. <laughs> yeah. For other people. So that was a mistake to put that public. Yeah, but they have like the books of rooms like up. And like oh, some really? of them are like Ramada. Like we can go to the Ramada oh, yeah. in Miami. And get the group rate. Yeah. Yeah, just be like, just show up. Yeah, just tailgate there. I think that would be an amazing New Year's too. God, I didn't think of it earlier. But anyway, let's get back to this episode and let's talk about. So we're going to Studio Fifty Four. Let's just get right into it. Erica's birthday. Looks amazing for forty-five. Yes, but she looks amazing for forty-five. But let's talk about how old did you think she was? Well, I because I'm not surprised. I knew she was in her forties. I think yes. any housewife under 40 is garbage. Megan, garbage. <laughs> like, you need to have, like, so I'm just turning 30, and I feel like I know nothing about life and would have nothing to say on one of these shows. Obviously, I'm, like, single and don't have kids and don't have any money, so like, I'm really not a great candidate. But I feel like you need more experience, and you also need, like, just more confidence in yourself to, like, really go after the other woman, which is terrible, but... The only out I agree with you, but the only outlier is um, Kim Zolciak, which no one believed she was the age she said she was. But okay. she said she was another 29. Connecticut girl. Another Connecticut girl. Wait, and who I, were all the Connecticut girls? All right, we got side, Kim. Side note: We have the worst housewives, unfortunately. <laughs> we have Kim Zolciak. Which worst, best? I depends on who you talk to. I would say not Louis great Anne. representation of our state. Yes, that's that's more of what I mean. Yeah, uh, Luann. Kim Zolciak, and now Dorit. There's Wait. another one. Oh, is there? Kristen Takeman. Yes. And you know what? There it's, might actually be another one. Who's the other one? The interesting part is most of them are um, more northern Connecticut. Yeah, so like anyone who's listening to this podcast who isn't from Connecticut, which I think is zero, but, <laughs> but we're trying to grow the fan base. Um, northern Connecticut is... Not what people think of when they think of Connecticut. Like the Gold yes. Coast with the Westports and the Greenwiches and where Tommy Hilfiger lives. Right. This is not where we're grabbing the housewives from. And the, we're grabbing right. them from like the uh, Gilmore Girls but not as quaint Connecticut. Yes. And the, and the interesting part is I feel like now they wouldn't be caught dead living. Nothing wrong with their towns but they would who right. they are now would probably only, wouldn't step outside Fairfield County if they were to live in Connecticut. Except when they're going to Mohegan Sun to do, like, a fan signing. 
because when the Real Housewives of New York went to Mohegan Sun last year and mm-hmm. that we didn't go and tailgate that is a big <laughs> regret in my life. Yes. Um, okay, so it's her 45th birthday. She's having a Studio 54 party. Which How do you I, feel about the theme? You know, I, I liked the theme and I thought, at first I thought, how... I feel like they reuse themes a lot. I feel like yeah, I've seen, seen a million. Um, I think also like I don't think that's a great theme. So this is yeah. Hear me out. So when you are of the people, which is what I call all of us, <laughs> and you know you go to college, you went to college, there's a lot of frat parties and whatnot. Studio Fifty Four is a theme that the masses can do because anyone can get a little leisure suit or, or you know yeah. a sparkle dress. And I I was just at Macy's today and I saw some better dresses than some of the women were wearing. So, like, that's an aside. But anyone can do that theme. I think when you're, like, that rich, you have a weird, like, esoteric theme that would be, like, cool and conceptual. But, like, unless you have a ton of money, no one can do. And no one can buy the outfits for it. And that's just how I feel about it. I feel like that's a little pedestrian Studio 54. You're right. It's not, like you said about Beverly Hills, it's not the, um... It's not aspirational. It's not the aspirational kind of party. Exactly. Um, Where even Moulin Rouge, I mean, that was... That's still, to do it really outrageous, you got to spend some money for that to really look good and and get the costumes going. Um, Yeah, it was was fine, but at first I thought it was unique, but I think they have, um, OC just had a 70s party. I feel like they had a lot of 70s, this is just a different type of 70s, but we've seen a 70s party before. I know. I want, like, an 80s party. Yes. Where they all, like, wear shoulder pads and, like... Or just the... Like, your yuppies. The real 80s. The real everyday 80s where they're just wearing oversized men's clothing. And, like, mom jeans. Yeah. That's... <laughs> See, there's just... We should really get on the production staff because also... Or, or the maybe we have a 40s party. party. No one has a 40s party. We wear a button-down dress and a lot of... I wouldn't Stark even know lines. what to... Exactly, that's why. <laughs> what, would you, what would you wear to that is the problem. It's a real housewives party. Just have a real old-fashioned <laughs> 40s housewives party. I think they should have a pilgrim theme party, like 1600s. <gasps> oh my god. Sexy pilgrims. There you go. Exactly. Got Andy, need... if you're listening, I'm available per, for production. That's all I'm going to say. Also, Kyle Richards went to Studio 54 at age 10. Hung out with Andy Warhol. That so, says a lot about... So I want to share a story with you. This is not my own story, but I also love Anderson Cooper. Who doesn't? I loved him a long time. <laughs> and he also has been to Studio 54 when he was like 10 years old. His mom brought him there. Wow. So I just want to know about... And he like saw Michael Jackson. Like He was just like, when I was 10, it was like weird. And I want to know... like. What kind of culture was it that you were bringing, like, 10-year-olds out to Duck Club? I am fascinated by Studio 54. I, just like I don't understand the ge- geography of Pasadena, I don't understand Studio 54. I don't understand the, what I thought was a huge drug party culture kind of scene. With children? And then you bring children into it, and then all these random celebrities that I'm kind of shocked were around to party at the time that they were. Yes, it seems like Studio 54 was, like, at the precipice of, like, a new era and, like, other people, like, fading. Yes. So it's sort of, like, the fading stars and the rising up-and-comers and and then, like, the children that are Anderson Cooper, etc. That, I can't, I can, don't know what to say about Uh, 10-year-olds Yeah, I just wish there was a, like, now everything's so saturated, there isn't, like, a scene like that. Yeah. Where we could, you know, go and observe. Um, 
No, there's no... I there's not there, one place. I wish there was a Studio 54 still. I know. <clears throat> but I wouldn't be cool enough to be in Well, give so. it, like, five years and Netflix will probably sponsor, like, a pop-up of it. <laughs> <laughs> like, a pop-up Studio 54, because, like, nostalgia right. clubbing will, like, be a thing. Like, yes, I, I think I'm surprised it's, it's not already. Uh, it probably is, and I'm just not cool enough for it. Anyway, so we're at the party. Mm-hmm. The outfits. So let's... First, let's talk about Tom Girardi. He's always dressed like a lawyer, and, like, I'm just... Then he agrees to be on this television show. Shocking. Shocking, because there yes. have been house husbands who have just said, I'm not doing it. <clears throat> yeah. Like, you just hear about them. Yeah. But. Yeah, yeah. Su- I am surprised. He doesn't seem like he would I want her son to be on, though, her police I officer's son. I think that would be amazing. I hope he makes a, at least one appearance this year. A, a girl can I hope. hope. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I just saw him, I saw Tom Girardi as kind of the manager of Studio 54, and that was his costume, in my mind. Okay, that... Except I don't think they'd be wearing suits, but I'm going to pretend. We're just going to go with it. Okay, so Rena in the wig. I just appreciated seeing a different hairstyle on her. Seeing what, just straight hair... <laughs> since she's with... had the same one since Melrose Place. Right, and it did surprise me, although I appreciated a new hairstyle, it surprised me that she already had 70s hair, so why did she Bother. decide to change her and wear a wig? See, my, my issue with the hair was that I thought the wig was maybe not the highest of quality. No. And I thought no. it looked like, like, when they do, on Watch What Happens Live, when they do Clubhouse Theater, <laughs> it looked like something that, like, they're putting on Dennis Quaid to play the role of Cindy Barshop. Like, it looked like Cindy Barshop hair. It did. <laughs> so, that was my issue with it. Also, I, it is difficult. It's, like, to me... It reminds me of when Kate Gosselin got extensions. Oh, yeah. And, like, that okay. I couldn't handle. Mm-hmm. It, it reminded me of that, so I didn't like it. Okay. But yeah, the dress, I, I was like, I think that's available at, like, Charlotte Russe or, like, one of those stores. Which, but that was on theme. I like, I did like the dress. I actually, after this, I will show you a jumpsuit <laughs> that I own that looks like that that I bought on Amazon from China for a bachelorette party. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just want to say, if I can buy it, it shouldn't be on the show. Agree. I think that's why we watch Beverly Hills. Yeah, Eileen looked great. Amazing. She was perfect. Uh, uh, Vanderpump. No. What did we? I said that's the fat girl outfit. Like, and I can say that because I'm the fat girl. She is wearing like a jumpsuit with like a huge boyfriend blazer, and I'm just like stop. And the hair. The hair was crazy. She's getting her cues from the Vanderpump kids. Oh yeah, that's such a like Sheena hairstyle. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, I hated her outfit. Vanderpump, I don't, like, is she attractive? Like, I'm very confused about her. I think that Vanderpump has gone a little too far in the The plastic surgery realm. And so she she looks a little more She looks old, though. Like, so, we were talking about this earlier. Eileen is the oldest of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Mm -hmm. Vanderpump's, like, two or three years younger than her. She, I think that Eileen, like you said, hit hit it at the right times. Mm Mm-hmm. And Vanderpump maybe either started too soon or did a little too much. Um, I think she has a lot more fillers, too. Yeah. Like, they want their, like, puffy face. And I, I mean, I have, like, a huge, like, chubby head. And, like, my dream is for my face to look sunken in. Like, that's, like, what I want. And they're all puffing it. Like, I will give you some of my face fat. Like, why are you doing that? I think it makes you look crazy. So maybe this is my issue, because I feel like Eileen has more of the, like, slimmer, like, sunken in face, and it just is, like, more graceful. Yeah, I think she looks great, and Vanderpump is, uh, 
I don't know, maybe the filler will settle a little bit yeah. more. And... What was Kyle wearing? I don't even remember. I don't, that's a great Exactly. <laughs> Kyle, who cares? Dory, that was just, like, that was Charlotte Russe on discount. Yeah, I didn't like Dory. And actually, I think Kyle did have something kind of similar to Dory. Like, with the cutouts in the yeah. front? But it was like, is that the back or the front? I'm confused. Yeah. And Dory is, like, every line, like, when the woman in the front is, like, letting them in and she's wearing, like, the, like, pearl jumpsuit, she's like, oh, I was gonna wear that. Like, she's so, like, on all the time. Yeah. And, like, that type of person drives me insane. If you're on all the time, whether it's, like, in any realm, if you're just, like, the person who's just, like, always, you're either, like, that or you're, like, very religious and always on and there's no moment or any, like... Thing where there's no range, it mm-hmm. bothers me, and that's how I feel about Dorit. No range. I hope I hope that she lets her guard down later on. Yeah. Um, what else really happened at the party? It was kind of boring. I didn't like Erica's dress. I know you. <sighs> I know love you it. I think it. she looks amazing. I think she looked good. First of all, I should... she just looks so good. Like whoever, wherever she got her fake boobs, I want those. But she has like a, she's not like this super super yes. thick skinny. And she's like curvy. She just looks amazing. She does. Her hair. She has. She. Someone leaned in to hug her, and she said, "I don't. I have body makeup on," which yes. I thought was amazing because they never just like admit to that. But she did. Know, as you were saying, she looked a little uh, gladiator Grecian. Yeah, I think I didn't. I don't dislike the dress overall. I just didn't like it for this event. Okay. I, I expected a little. It was her. It was her birthday. It was her party. It was her theme. I expected a little more all out. Some kind of combination of um, of what Rinna wore in the the sequin sparkle look. I love a sparkle dress, the, like a gold. Um, but the thing is, Erica in a gold sparkle dress yeah. is what she wears all the time. That's a good point. Like in last year, her interview, she had the Tom Ford. She had the top, not the dress, but yes. she had the Tom Ford sequin spark, like gold sparkle outfit, which is like my aspirational. That yeah. they would make it in my size and that I could afford it. Um, everyone's gonna have dreams but that's like what she always wears so I think maybe this is a departure from that you're right maybe maybe that's why she did choose she did have like the little like g-string with like she did that's for for Tom for later right who knows that's just I want to know all about that but I I don't want to talk about that like I want to read all about Tom and Erica and like what they do but I don't ever want to talk about it oh and also at the party I loved how Kyle and Mauricio or Maurice as uh Kim will call him (laughs) Uh, we're just trying to ball out with Mr. Girardi over planes and, and oh, private well, planes. Well, that now, did you, did you notice when he pulled up in the Lambo? Yes. And I was, first of all, like, why is that a popular car? It, it looks like a Corvette from, like, 1980. <laughs> like, I, um, what is, the DeLorean. So yes. I have seen a DeLorean in person. Oh. Because I was, I went to. you went to a Back to the Future Jimmy, screening? Jimmy, no. I went on Back to the Future Day, whatever day that oh, is. Okay. I happened to be going to see Jimmy Kimmel live in oh. Brooklyn. And they were there. And so when I was in the line, like, wrapped around the Brooklyn Performing Arts, they were trying to back the DeLorean into, like, the pit or whatever. Oh. So I've seen it in person. It's not a pretty car, and neither is a Lambo. And that's all I want to say. Like, I don't... If I had a lot of money, I'd be going with a Maserati. Or just, like, just get a Range Rover. Like, that's versatile. You've got kids. Like, why do you need a Lambo? That's because they have to keep up. you got to keep up. With the G... Now he's getting right. a G6. That's a lot of real... I just... Mauricio confuses me. He... They confuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, what else happened? So the main things are Erica gets a part... 
on Young and the Restless from Eileen. That was exciting. That yeah, was, and I thought that gift. was such a good gift because it's something that she couldn't get herself. And yes. I thought Erica was the best person to get it because Erica was genuinely happy. She's like, I don't want to mess it up. Like, I want it to be good. Because yeah. I felt like all the other ones would be like, that's cheap. You don't have to pay. For, you know what I mean? I felt like yeah. they would be so unappreciative. I agree. Erica was Erica, and it seemed to me to be good. genuine. It was, and I I feel like that's you're right. That's something she can't have. That's not something that Tom could have just given her. That's why they all go on Housewives though, because they have everything else and they don't have fame, and that's why they all go on. Oh, interesting point. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. But that's it's interesting because they don't all handle it so well. So aside from there being no food at the party, which surprised me. It surprised me, but it surprised me more that they wanted to eat food. Well, first so of all, much. that these people eat, let's be surprised. Like, I don't think any of them really eat that much. Right, that's why. But Lisa surprised. Renna is complaining. I'm like, mm, I don't think you eat very much. Yeah, and I just almost, I don't know that I would expect to have be fed at a Studio, Studio 54 party. party. And I feel like they're all so picky, probably, that. They seem like the kind of people where they would go and they'd eat food before a party, any, even if they knew there was going to be food. Right, because they're on, like, the rice diet or some weird Right, thing. or that, oh, well, I don't like this type of fish, I don't like salmon, so I'm going to go get yellowtail, that kind of a thing. So that all that whole food plot line surprised me. Yeah, I think it's just a, cr- an, a ding. Like, if they can ding yeah. someone's party in any way, they will ding. And I feel and like maybe it's the producers being like, didn't you notice there was no food? Mm-hmm. And then they all talk about it in their um, mm-hmm. voiceovers or their interviews. The cake was underwhelming. I, 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 I've been to weddings with bigger cakes, so yeah, it's underwhelming. I was surprised. I expected it to be more also grand. and weird that Erica's mom shows up. And she says, yes. I've been in the closet all day, like, hiding from you. All around really weird. I don't... I think we need... I hope we learn more about their relationship because I think... Well, we know that she named her after Erica Kane. Which was amazing. From All My Children. Amazing. Yeah. Um, I just would expect... I would expect Erica, I think, to have a decent relationship with her mother... And she seems like the type of person who would want her mother at a See, party like that. See, I think that Erica, to me, seems like old life, new life. Okay. Because she's from, like, Georgia. That's true. She did leave, and I think and she I'm pretty sure she son. left her son with her ex-husband in New York. You're right. So, to go f- hunt for Tom. Okay. So maybe maybe it makes a little more sense now. Yeah, that's just my impression but of her. It, but it's hiding in the closet. I mean, get right like, in get, get the woman a broom at and the she... Pasadena Inn or something. <laughs> The Pasadena days in. <laughs> yeah. Ramada, like. <laughs> she's friends with Luann. Um, okay, and like the main other, really, the thing that happened at the party was, is, are the Lisas going to be fighting? So is, they're kind of setting the season up to, is it going to be Lisa Rinna, or is it going to be Lisa Vanderpump? And it looks like Lisa Vanderpump is trying to play the victim, and like, I don't care about being with the circle of friends, they treat me horribly, mm-hmm. and like, but I, I'm the bigger person, so I can forgive. And I want to be like, uh, no you can't, because I've never seen you apologize in seven seasons. Mm-hmm. And you're the, you're not the victim, you're the victimizer. That, she plays the victim all the time, I feel like, and, and she is... Exactly how Erica Jane called her. Sniper from the side. That's right. So, I don't... I really hope it's not a Lisa... Let's stop this Lisa and Lisa. Yeah, so that's where I want to go next. So, you know, we're almost done with our wrap-up. How do we think this season, based on everything we've seen in the previews, they're going to Hong Kong this year, which is cool. Yes. Um, But, I mean... 
it's just, you know, another Dubai. Like, how do we think, what, what yeah. are our hopes for this season based on this first episode? I feel like this was a little bit of a snoozer opener. I think so, too. I have low hopes. Yeah, and I really... Which makes me sad for the pod. We're going to have to come up with games <laughs> or something. I, I, Hong Kong sounds exciting, but at the same time... I don't think it I think really. Hong Kong sounds exciting for us to go on a vacation. There. Right. I don't I really want to see them. I think I want to see them. I want them on an island. Like, I've decided. Yes. I want them to go to Fiji or, honestly, like. What, go to Hawaii. Go to, what's that island off of Texas? Like, go to somewhere in the United States. South Padre Island. Go to South Padre Island. Or, like, go somewhere. Go to the, Nantucket. Like, why is no one going to Nantucket? Well, a lot of people are because I tried to book my friends a house there for 4th of July and it was very expensive. Why are the Real Housewives not going to Nantucket? Because they went to the Hamptons, which I just think is so much less... First, let's... But the Hamptons is way cheaper than Nantucket for 4th of July weekend if you guys are interested in booking. (laughs) Let's have them go to the Outer Banks because that's where I grew up. You know, I just... I, I feel like I kind of want... Not to slum it, but I kind of want them... Don't go to Hong Kong. Don't go to yeah. Dubai. Like, it's aspirational, but I also want it a different kind of aspirational. I want... Right. I want it to be somewhere that I could go, but you're doing it way more awesome than I would do it. Yeah. And exactly. I want you stuck. I don't want you go... Like, so... This has happens on The Bachelor, which I know you don't watch and it's a different network, but they always... It's, it's, it's obviously sponsored by, like, Hong Kong. They're getting everything in kind and mm-hmm. they're doing trades, but I don't want it to be a commercial for Dubai and Hong Kong. Yeah. I want you locked in a room and I want them to interact with each other like on Scary Island. I don't right, want exactly. Scary. all this extra stuff. Like, I don't want to have to see, oh, when I go to Hong Kong, I can go on the gondola and I can go shopping and I can go in the harbor and... I, like, that's cool, and I love that, but if I want to see that, I'm going to watch the Travel Channel. I also, um, what, I, what I like about traveling is I like to, I like the learning about a new culture and accepting oh, you're and so immersing. Great. But they, they all hate it. They don't like it. So, why are you going to Hong Kong? Why am I watching you say, ew, this food is gross, or watching you eat American food in Hong Kong? I don't want to see it. When they went to Dubai, they went to... Only Catherine Edwards would eat, like, camel or right. whatever. They they acted like this. Why would you even cultures. ask me that? Exactly. And it's actually makes them kind of offensive. It yeah. was. They're they're culturally kind of offensive. Little insensitive. So yeah. you know They went to Chanel. Go to South Padre Island and <laughs> call it a day. Or maybe somewhere like go to Vale. Go to Vale or go on yeah, a Yeah, just use trip. each other's homes. Right. You know. Just I like I mean they can do an expensive trip. Go to Canada. There I think they're exactly. Where's because doesn't Rina have a connection? They always her family. They always go to like Vancouver. Yeah. Go go to her summer home. I don't think Rina owns a summer home. Go to like the, the summer b- rental. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think the Hamlins are not. What's the last thing? Harry was in Magic, yeah, and that's been off for a while. That's true. Well, he was um Jason. Wasn't he in Jason and the Argonauts? I don't know. What that's that his is. claim to fame. Oh, I might. No. I thought his claim to fame was being on LA Law. Oh, maybe it was. I don't know. We're not Harry <laughs> Hamlin fans on the pod, if you can't tell. So I want to thank you so much for coming. This has been fun. It's been great. We've really delved in. I, I hope we have great things for the season. Um, I have, I'm have. i going to think positively. So I think head. I've got like a 6.5. I'm very harsh. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's like a decent score. It's above average. Um, you know, I, yeah. I think it's above average. I'm not like disappointed, but there's no like... 
like in New York when you knew like all this stuff was coming with the Tom and Luann thing. I don't see my like, you know, silver lining yet, but I'm hopeful mm-hmm. that it could be great. I think there's right now there's just a little too much baggage that they're they're still, still dealing with in. the old season. Right. So let's get into we, the new season. Exactly. Hopefully Eden Sassoon can really help. I can't with wait us. for can't wait. Okay, so before I go, I just I'm gonna ask everyone who comes on, and if you come on more than once, which you probably will, you'll be a favorite. What is your tagline if you were a housewife? So I initially had one. I think I just casually said a long time ago, and I thought, oh my god, that's the best tagline. Totally forgot it. So okay. came up with a new one. Some people say I'm indecisive, but I'm not sure. <laughs> that's fabulous I love that well mine for this week and I guess I'll come up with a new one every week oh my god well I mean you gotta keep the listener something to listen to um I think mine is some people say I'm a bitch but oh wait I kind of am (laughs) (laughs) so everyone thank you so much for listening to our first episode we'll be back next week with um Pat and Mary and that was here what happened